Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Mean Girls, directed by Mark Waters and released in 2004. The plot of Mean Girls goes something like this. 16-year-old Caddy... I Katie. just said it wrong. <laughs> 16-year-old Katie has been homeschooled her whole life. When she returns to America after years in Africa with her zoologist parents, she has to face the cliques, bullying, and nonsensical rules of a regular high school. What are you talking about? We don't have a clique problem at the school, and some of us are just innocent victims in all this. <laughs> right. That's true. Uh, girls, raise your hand if you've ever been personally victimized by Regina George. And then the principal puts his hand up. <laughs> oh. Uh, this is like the single most quotable movie in the history of everything. We are doing this and this podcast will come out on the 30th of April, which marks 10 years since Mean Girls first came out. And it's a Wednesday. And what happens on Wednesday? We wear pink. <laughs> so, so we're bringing this out on the 10th anniversary of Mean Girls because Mean Girls is awesome and we wanted to review it for its anniversary. Yeah, there's a whole thing about if you don't wear pink on, on Mean Girls Day. There, I mean, there's a whole bunch of people who know about it. Mm -hmm. It is, yeah, it's it's so iconic and it's so um, it's so quotable in ways that you don't even know that you're quoting it. Oh, like life ruiner. I didn't realize that came from this. Yeah, that's the thing is that there's all of these quotes in it mm. that even I watching it again, even though I've seen it a whole bunch of times. There was one quote from it that I didn't realize had come from it. Well, I, yeah, very early on, there's a line from the principal about how he's angry at his sister naming her son Anthony. And I thought that was from Buffy. I never, I was like, in my head, that was from Buffy. But no, it was from Mean Girls. You didn't happen to write down the one that I said, did you? La, la, hang on, wait. Life Ruiner was one I remembered. Um, almost to get a function. Uh, no. I'm going to call you Caddy. Uh, no, no, my the one that there oh, was. Oh, that's why her hair is so big. It's full of full secrets. Secrets. That yeah. one. I didn't remember that that was from this either. That's the one that I thought was from something else. Yeah. Um, her hair is so big because it's full of secrets. But yeah, it's it's so it's got so many lines in it that you don't like. People say them all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, like "boo, you whore" is everywhere all yeah. the time, and, and so many people don't. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you want to do something fun? You want to go to Taco Bell? I can't go to Taco Bell. I'm on an all-carb diet. It just like burns up all your carbs. Yeah. Is mm. butter a carb? <laughs> all of that stuff. Yeah. It's just so um, – It's there's so many things in it mm. that – I mean, it, it was written um, – I can't remember the name of the writer now. Tina Fey. No, no, it wasn't. She wrote it for the screen. It was – so, hang on, I'll look it up. I, I was going to, I was, I, I know it was um, sorry, adapted for the screen from a book by Tina Fey. Right. And the a, book a, is a nonfiction book. It's a parenting book. Yeah. You're, I actually read it once, well, half of it once, at your mother's house. There you go. Mm. My mother had the Mean Girls book. Yeah, she did. It's called Queen Bees and Wannabes. Rosalind Wiseman wrote the book. Are any of the lines from the movie in the book? Oh, not that I can remember. No, no, it's like, it's a parenting book. I know, but that doesn't mean that. The half of it that I've read. No. Okay. Like, there are some well-written written parenting books. Yeah, I know. But I think uh, – I don't remember. It was ages ago. I, I picked it up because I was like, I've heard of this book. And that's and that was like it. I didn't – I don't remember any uh, detail yeah. about it. Um, but, but I think if there were any lines, it would be something like, uh, you know, imagine if you came here from another country and you – 
Okay. You had to deal with American high schools, like you'd been homeschooled or you lived in Africa. I thought maybe the girl world versus the um, animal world thing might have been right. from the book. Yes, probably. That seemed like it was probably the basis for a lot yes, of it. Yes, yes, but not necessarily boo or anything like that. <laughs> well, I just, I don't want to incorrectly attribute the right. cool lines. Good lines. I think all the like snappy one-liners can be down to Tina Fey, but the concepts are not. And what, one of the things I really like about the movie, really, really like about the movie, is that it doesn't like it doesn't ascribe that kind of poisonous thinking to any particular character traits. It's a thing. It's like a belonging issue and all of that sort of thing. Mm. And it doesn't necessarily say that the people who do it are bad people. No, um, that it, it's more of the like social situation that they're in. If anything, it's more like teenagers are idiots. Like that's and well, but all teenagers are idiots, and they are this way because of all this crap that's going on around them. I guess, but it's also about adapting and and like because the thing is that Katie comes into it from an outsider's point of view, right? Yeah. But then she ends up doing exactly the same thing as all mm-hmm. the other kids. And it's not because – I don't think it's because they're idiots. No, it's basic um, resilience. Yeah, it's basic resilience. It's because teenagers are not fully in control of their um, emotions and their feelings all the time. There's that tendency to uh, try to survive by fitting in with the most popular people. And also, once Katie gets into that world – and Regina starts using the techniques on her that she's been using this whole time mm. in order to maintain her own popularity and her own survival in a sense, then Katie has to do become that in order to survive in that world as well. Yeah. And Janice has already been through it. Yes, and come out the other side. So there's actually no sort of female roles in the movie that haven't – I mean – possibly the teacher, but there isn't anybody who hasn't been this at one point or another. Mm. Not even Janice who is like – the most outspoken person against it, she went through it as well. Right. But the teacher has been through it too. Yeah. Because firstly, she was a teenager and then she has to go in and deal with teenagers every day. And there's this fabulously awkward scene where she runs into them at Janice's job and she's dressed up in like this terrible outfit because she bartends as a second job because teachers make no money. And Mm. there's just this gloriously awkward scene and – well that, well, that whole thing we were just talking about before, how all the teachers put their hands up because they've been personally victimised by Regina George because they teachers all have to Teachers are human beings too. and they're not exempt from, yeah. you know, having feelings and all that sort of exactly. crazy stuff. So they, they've all been through it too, but they also oh, have man, to deal with I it. I feel her so hard when she's like, I made a joke. Sometimes old people make jokes. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> the kids just stare at you blankly and whenever you say something and you're like, that was a joke. I wasn't serious. What's wrong with you? But they just, they don't see you as being a person. No, they, they're you're just random authority. Which figure. is wonderful in this movie because everybody is people. Yes. Like everybody. And and that's right because the teacher is like, she's a terrible oversharer with the class and mm. the principal's the same and everyone's messed up. Yeah. That's fine because that's real reality. But yeah, and then... I kind of like how the resolution for it is not to punish all of the bad people and then have them just keep being bad or anything like that. Although Regina does get pretty, um, pretty effectively punished. Yeah. It's that, but then after that, she figures out herself, and that's kind of what growing up is. You mm-hmm. go through this period of being awful because you are feeling awful, and people are being awful to you, and you just don't know what to do and how to cope with it. Yeah. And so it's a whole mess of hormones and insanity, and then you have animal world. <laughs> right. And so 
and Regina has that journey and they all get through it by going through that process of developing empathy where they all have to sit down together and talk through the fact that they're all feeling awful and they're all going through awful stuff. Regina doesn't. She just gets hit by a bus. Yeah, she has to. She has a different story. She has to get hit by a bus because that's what it takes for her to finally recognize that. It's a metaphorical yeah. bus. Also a real bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, it's a real bus, but then it's also a metaphorical yeah. bus. And then afterwards, it's like her her physical ther- uh, no her yeah her physical therapist told her to channel all that into sports. Yeah, as if like the leadership qualities might actually not be a bad thing. <gasps> they just needed a healthy place to be let yeah, out. Exactly. Right. Well, that's the thing is that like there's all this sort of there's all of this talk about how girls are evil and the movie kind of picks that apart and goes, well, no, they're not. This is what's going on with them. It's really interesting. Yeah. And I really like that aspect of it. And it does it all in like catchphrases and and all that sort of well, thing. So you don't notice it's doing right. it in a lot of ways. It, because a lot of what the girls are negotiating is all the issues of gender roles and patriarchy and all those problems is how, you know, how to dress and how to behave and who's a slut and that whole um, slut shaming culture and all that kind of stuff. The basic, it's basically teaching the girls feminism. Yeah. But it's teaching them in a way that is funny and relatable and <laughs> yeah. yeah, packaged in entertaining things and so funny. It's so, so funny. I mean, even now, having seen it so many times, you watch it and you just laugh at so many things. Yeah. Uh, Amy Poehler doing her brief role as, as Regina's mum is hilarious. Which is, again, it's still quoted all the time. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Yeah, that's, that's it. Everywhere. Well, Regina's little sister Can is. Can I get you um, guys some condoms? Oh, wait. No, is that the. No, no, no. No, no, no. That's the, te- the, the, te- no, the no, teacher. T- no, the teacher says, never have sex. Go ahead. Now, everybody takes some rubbers. Yeah. And then, but no, she's like, Can I get you guys anything? Snacks? Condoms? Yeah. Yeah. It's the um, don't have sex or you will get pregnant and die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, Okay, everybody take a rubber. And then um, her, she also does the. Um, is there alcohol in this? No. Do you want some? That bit. Yeah. Well, that. What kind of mother do you think I am? Do you want some? Yeah. <laughs> that bit. It manages to skewer like everything about the American teenager all at once. There's like the abstinence education. There's the permissive parenting, but mm. there's like two different kinds of permissive parenting. There's like I'm a cool mom permissive parenting, and there's the we've homeschooled her for all these years and treated her like an adult, and now she doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Kind of permissive parenting, which is was really interesting, and then um, you see. Just in the background, Regina's little sister dancing to Milkshake and she's like four. or No, no, she's about 12. She looks about 12. Oh, I thought she was like six. She looked about six. Okay. I don't know. But still, a tiny kid. One of the really interesting things about this movie is how much it got censored before it came out. Yeah, Um, I didn't even know about this until you told me while we were watching I found out recently, there was an article recently, and I have to try and find it now since I said it, Mm. where Tina Fey talked about all of the difficulties that they had in actually, or maybe it was Mark Waters. Mm. One of them talked about some of the difficulties they had in getting Mean Girls to the screen. And um, a lot of it was really, really sexist stuff that they were trying to do. They cut out some sexual innuendo like, I made out with a hot dog. Doesn't make much sense until you know what it was really supposed to be. No. And there's a few other ones that I don't remember. But then the one that gets me is that they actually wanted to cut the line, it's not my fault I have a wide set vagina and a heavy flow. Right. And um, they wanted to cut that line because it's a girl talking about a vagina. And the and reason... periods. Oh, periods. Yeah. And the yeah. reason that they, they managed to keep it in was basically by saying, this is really sexist. Boys talk about their penises in PG-rated comedies all the time. Yeah. But, like, because it's a vagina, it's somehow shameful. And she's talking about her own body. 
Yeah. And that's somehow shameful. And like shameful. a perfectly natural bodily process. Yeah. So it's really, really interesting in that respect. Like mm. there's so much going into it about gender roles and that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, the whole thing about I, Regina and food, she's always shown eating and she's constantly saying, I need to lose three pounds. And then she's always on some crazy diet or cleanse. And that's, of course, why um, Katie's able to get at her with the um, weight gain bars. Mm. They're just this. There's this lovely through line of teenage girls and food and this whole unhealthy relationship with food that starts inevitably with your friends talking about how they're not going to eat this or that because it's so naughty. That's or- not when it starts, though. And that whole unhealthy relationship with food, for some people, starts a lot earlier than that. It's a whole cultural problem. Right. It is. A, uh, yes, it is. I, and it's in ads and all that sort right, of thing. And it's, it's um, really easily reinforced by the fact that Popular girls are always thin as well as pretty as well as – and Regina, none of the others get shown eating really at all, but Regina is always eating or she's – like they go to the mall and she's the only one with a coffee. Sorry, and, every time we talk about it and I'm like, and we made your face smell like feet. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> all we've managed to do so far is make her face smell like feet. Yeah. Well, anyway. lo- Regina is this kind of – this great character because she's got this incredible – what makes her so popular is kind of a lot of this not giving a shit stuff. Like when, uh, is it Katie who cuts holes in the tits mm. and cuts holes in her tank top and her um, bra shows through and she just like does this little nod of her head and walks off like, I'm working it. And so she's got this like not give a shit. But she does. Which that's yeah. the thing is that it's false confidence. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. She's And that's. Which reminds me of a line from the Legally Blonde musical, which I watched today. Tell us. Which tell is where she's just like, fake some confidence and get out there. Right, exactly. Like that's what it, fake it till you make it sort of. Right, and, and and that's the whole secret of Regina is that she just pretends like she's cool, and so she is. Yeah, um, but also she's very smart. She's incredibly smart and incredibly savvy on on how to manipulate people. Mm. She's a real Slytherin, Regina George, <laughs> like really, really smart and really good at that sort of thing. But yeah, she's uh, and and um, my brain just went. Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams. <laughs> um, Rachel um. McAdams is really good. Like this was kind of her breakout movie, but yeah. she is really, really, really good in it. She is like absolutely perfect. And another random fact that I read somewhere once, the reason that they cast Lindsay Lohan opposite her is because they, they were, Amanda Seyfried was going to play one of the roles. Mm. But when they had Lindsay Lohan and Rachel McAdams reading opposite each other, Lindsay Lohan knew who Rachel McAdams was and she was intimidated in her presence. Oh. And so they put that into, like, they cast those two because that was a really good dynamic for the movie. Right, because Rachel McAdams probably was just a slightly more famous. Yeah. Yeah, then that's really interesting. I This is like a career highlight for any of these actors. I mean, I know Amanda Seyfried is amazing and has done lots of cool things, but this is like a career highlight for all of these actresses, particularly Lacey Chabert and Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan has not really done anything as good since. No. And Lacey has kind of, I haven't seen her in much. Party of Five. But Party 5 was before this. I know, that's this. literally it. Oh, no, no, wait. She was in Lost in Space, co-starring Matt LeBlanc. Yes, but that which was, was clearly in the in Party the of 5 era. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, so she, like, this is like career highlight for her. Yeah. And she's so good. I know. Every, but everybody is. Amazing. is. But everybody is really good in this. Like, I mean, Karen is hilarious. Yeah. She is a just so oh my funny. Gosh. Amanda Seyfried, she's just amazing. Amanda Seyfried is very, very talented. And she mm-hmm. doesn't. People don't think so because she doesn't. So she's blonde. Over no, no, no. Because she doesn't. She sort of underplays everything. Like she doesn't stand out in a lot of ways. She kind of goes into the character and doesn't like. 
So you really think she might be like Karen? Yeah. <laughs> but Amanda Seyfried is nothing like Karen. Or like you might think she really is like Lily, which is, you know, whenever I think of her, I think of Lily from Veronica Mars. Right. Or or, or even, um, uh, what's the name of her character in Les Mis? That, oh, Cosette. Yeah, she could be Cosette. Too. Cosette is such a thankless role too yeah. because it's such a like such a bland character. But mm. that's the thing is that she's really good and really underappreciated and she was in a couple of terrible movies as well, mm. which can be said for pretty much anybody in this movie mm. because they're all female actors and it's very hard for actresses to find good movies to be in. Right. They all end up in terrible romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. Like About Time. And In Time, which is not a romantic comedy, but is a terrible movie starring, starring Amanda Seyfried. Yes, right. I forgot about that one. I've seen that. <laughs> it's not good, right? Clearly. It's, it's only about a year or two old and I'm like, oh, yeah. that one with Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And uh, About Time is um, the one that I I've never watched. hated. Yeah, but it's got by Richard um, Curtis, which starred the oldest Potter Rachel brother. McAdams. Yeah. Domhnall Gleeson. Domhnall Gleeson, yes. I liked him in it, but oh, it's, it's such, such a sexist, awful movie. But yeah, they they don't have a lot of roles to do. No, and so this is. I was looking up Saoirse Ronan today, and oh, yeah. I discovered that she was in this movie called Death Defying Acts, which I saw. I've seen that. And literally, couldn't remember anything about. I think I've seen that. Can you tell me anything about it? Not without Google. It's about Guy Pearce playing Houdini. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I couldn't when I saw the title. I was no, like, I, I know I've seen between magician movies. I know I've seen yeah. that movie. I have absolutely no idea what happens in it. Mm, I can remember that too. <laughs> None. And now, but I can't tell the difference between that and the other two magician ones, the prestige and the other one. The illusionist. The illusionist. They're I, all pretty different because the prestige is the one with the big twist at the end. Mm. And the illusionist is the one that pretends to have a big twist in the end, but doesn't really. Mm. But yeah, <laughs> With I've Ed s- Norton and, and Oh, now I know Bubble which. Yeah, yeah, no, I've seen Death Defying Acts. <laughs> What's her name? Mm. Jessica Biel. Bubble Butt? Yeah. Okay. There's a whole thing. Anyway. Oh, I didn't. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and The Prestige has Hugh Jackman yeah. and that man that annoys me, Christian Bale. Mm. Oh, I don't like him. Yeah. I really don't like him. Anyway, mm-hmm. not the point. Right. There you go. I, I, I've i seen it too, but now I'm like. I, Seriously, what happens in that movie? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Tell you what happened in Mean Girls, though. It's like. <laughs> Mm. I, I read the title. I was like, I know I've seen that. What is that movie about? But what really tipped me off in when I was watching this, right, the, that Lacey Chabert is so good at, there's a scene where they're in Regina's bedroom, right? And Regina turns on the radio and she looks like she's going to start dancing. And in next to her, Gretchen also like kind of starts to move as though she's going to start dancing, but she's waiting and watching what Regina does because she doesn't mm. want to start dancing without Regina. Mm. I'm just, she's just these wonderful little background moments where she really knows what's going on in this character's head and how she'd behave. I, that, that's what made me look at it and go, God, she's good. Yeah, she really is. And she's like, there's other little things that she does too, like the the way that she holds it in all in and the way that she explodes and the way that everything sort of gets to her. Mm. Um, and a little like, you might think that you like someone, but you don't really like them, that sort of thing. Yeah. Where she's just like, she's, she's a, what's the word? Like when the wire is scraped away. Um... Or a raw nerve. She's like a yes, raw nerve. Yes, a raw nerve, yes. And that she's just waiting, waiting to be activated. Right. And and everything we'll, will start screaming. Yeah. There's actually like bookends to this movie of uh, for Katie and then Gretchen and then Regina where they completely lose it and start screeching about something. Mm. Like 
uh, for for Katie, it's the Halloween party where she sees Regina with the boy that she likes and she just starts screeches, slut! And your voice breaks like that. I think you just broke the thing. Yeah, <laughs> I did. But th- she kind of, I can't, I can't do it without I screeching know. like that. She screeches and that's like her character's breaking point. And then we have further along. Regina this, at the party. Regina's right at the end. Uh, no. Sorry, I'm Gretchen. I have Gretchen next. Gretchen okay. is... um. Yeah, you you can't sit with us. Hers is like her breaking point. You can't sit with us, and that's that's her sort of like screechy. I can't. I've lost it moment. And then Regina has one too. Oh, it's at Katie's party where she mm, arrives. Yeah, that's what I and meant, yeah, Katie's party one. Right. Yes, that's the one. So I was confused when you said it's at the end because that's not the end of the no, movie. No, it's, it's like the, it's like the last third. Like it kind of divides um, the middle I don't, section up. I know that there's a lot of representation in that whole breaking up the the crown bit. I've never liked that that much. Yeah. I know I probably should, but I kind of don't. It feels a bit forced. I was going to say patronizing, but yeah. Patronizing. Because, like, she deliberately picks out the girl in the wheelchair and the, and the fat, fat girl. girl. And so, like, I've been that, like, I've been the fat girl, the one who's, like, they they tell you 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 look pretty or you've got a really nice dress or something and it's usually just because they want something, and or it's in this <laughs> case it's like to prove a point that everybody is special even though that girl had no lines before this moment yeah the wheelchair girl did and she's actually quite interesting like there's I mean it it shows like she does a lot of the stuff actually I think the the fat girl might have been in the montage of um I hear her hair's insured for a thousand dollars that whole bit which is my on my date like my online dating profile I have an edited version of that. <laughs> I really do. That's I have awesome. Like an edited version of that whole thing. That's a anyway good reason to date Katie. <laughs> it's like the I hear she went to the Harry Potter premiere in Japan and things like that on it. That's anyway, cute. It's dumb, but no, that's yeah. adorable. I like it. I like it. Um, but yeah, no, but I that think quote is I great think too. I agree with you with the whole breaking up the crown thing. Yeah, that's the only moment in the whole thing actually that really kind oh, of see this time around. False. The, some of the homophobia bothered me. Yeah, but the homophobia, I mean, again, I think a lot of that is like a, what it's like to be in high school. Mm. Like well, people this... are mean and k- kids are mean and kids say stupid things that they don't mm. understand why it's not the right thing to do and all that sort of thing. Like I think that a lot of the homophobia in it was definitely about that sort of idea more than genuinely trying to be homophobic. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I do get that. It it sort of struck me as belonging to a time when we were at high school as opposed to what high school is like now. Yes. And, of course, 2004 is much closer to when we were well, in high school. I mean, so. but gay is still used as a slur constantly in high schools. Constantly. It is, but it's not it, – there isn't just one gay kid at high school anymore. Like, there's not – kids are a lot more comfortable about being out and gay than they were back then, I think. Not really. Teenagers seem to be more open about their identities in and the... there's less of this – in the world that I'm in, Jonathan. that doesn't seem to be the case. Are they, okay. No, maybe it's not true. There are a couple of – the thing is um, a lot of kids don't come out till university and there are, are a lot of kids who are like Damien who can't hide it. You know what I mean? Like, yes. And then so they will often embrace it and some of them won't embrace it and some of them will go into a shell and because mm. – yeah, there's still a whole lot of homophobia right. in any of the schools that I'm in. I don't know if that's the case everywhere, but that was one of the things that rang false actually when I saw 21 Jump Street and they were talking about like, why would you call him gay? That's so mean. 
the kids were all defending one of the other kids. Right. Right. And they were like, so what if he's gay? We don't care. And I'm like, they do kind of do that in the sense that they will go, they will say, we don't care if people are gay. And then yeah. they will turn around and go, this is so gay. Right. And there are a few kids who are more comfortable with being, I think it's better, but I don't yeah. think it's necessarily I'm only going, as good as it okay, seems. Okay, so, yeah, you, you, right. So, I'm going on what I've seen on And I've worked Tumblr. at some really good schools, so. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I go on what I see on the internet. Mm. And, of course, people are always happier about being out and identifying themselves on the internet than they are necessarily in their own community or school. Yeah. I mean, as far as I can tell, there's still a lot of homophobia, especially mm. towards gay boys. Yes. Um, it's a, well, that's it's the, it's, it's feminophobia. Yeah. More yeah. than anything. And that's what Damien experiences in this movie mm. a lot of the time is not so much homophobia as a feminophobia. Yes. Well, that that's the whole... Like that wonderful whole... scene where he sings. Or is it, does anyone have anything pink? And he's like, yeah. And yeah. then she borrows his shirt. Yeah. But that scene, I like that scene because he says yes and Janice says no. Mm. Because and... Janice has been through being Regina's friend and she's like, I am not following that bitch's rules again. But it's also because of the whole, like, I mean... It's the whole psychology of it is really interesting because you know how you do that thing where you get accused of something so you embrace that thing and become it but then you also have a lot of issues with it mm. that's kind of what Janice is. Yeah. Janice is like not necessarily a particularly nice person a lot of the time. No. Even though she is um the person who's nicest to Katie and and she's Katie's friend. She both she and Damien can be really bitchy and nasty as mm. well. Like none of the that's the thing is that none of the kids in this movie are immune to that. None yeah. of the kids in this movie are safe from that. Like her crush is also a jerk some of the time. Oh, Nobody in it. Well, that's the thing, but he's yeah. not always awful. No. Like they're teenagers. Some of the time they're good and some of the time they're bad. And that's with all of them across the board. Mm. None of them are saints, right? No. And so Janice has that kind of thing where she is homophobic because she doesn't want to be called a lesbian. And she, instead of just saying like, mm. it's not a big deal, but then, you know, Regina really used that against her. So there's that whole issue as well. Yeah. Um, I think um, that's the, the storyline that – because that storyline, I saw that happen in my high school where rumours got spread about a girl being a lesbian and it was like this terrible thing. And I, I don't – to me in high school. And I don't think today that that would be such a, an insult, but then maybe I'm just wrong about it. And the, not, I'm, all I'm meeting mm. are teenagers who self-identify as bi on Tumblr and therefore they're not – worried about being called a lesbian okay see that sort of probably wouldn't happen quite as much at least not in some of the schools that i've been to and in others it would and others it would really would be an depends issue depends on your demographic but, um yeah it depends on who the kids are and yeah. where they are and all that sort of thing but like it will still be an insult to say you're a dyke okay. that's still an insult or um god you're so gay that's still an insult Mm. And don't be so gay and that's so gay. But yeah. that's the thing is like those are still insults. But then it's gotten to the point where the kids, if you question them directly about it, most of them will say, we don't care if people are gay. Right. And they tend to not, they're not ostracizing kids who are gay. No, not as much. That's what I mean. Yeah, like it, that's it's what sort I'm of this thing about. where, the, because the culture still exists where we're being told that gay is a bad thing by everything and by the language used. But then the kids individually when they're identifying themselves, will say, no, I'm not homophobic. And like if one of their friends comes out, they're much more likely to be really supportive of that person, but will casually use gay slurs all the time. Yeah. And that's probably got a lot more to do with femophobia. Yeah. Where being or, feminine is seen as the bad thing. So it's boys who don't conform to gender standards and things like that. Mm. And um, 
people who boys who dress as women and things like that. But it goes the other way problem. to a certain extent as well. Like girls because who... then there's the gen- policing of how girls should be. Yeah, and if you're not how girls should be, then it's sort of um, yeah. Like I said, literally happened to me, but it didn't really bother me that much. Mm. In fact, I didn't actually find out about it until after I left school, and I found out that everybody was saying I was a lesbian, and I was like, mm. yeah, I don't care. And but the thing is, like, I had come from a different point of view as well. And the thing is, I'd never been particularly popular. And so anything that affected my popularity really didn't bother me that much because I was like, I don't care. See, if if only I had known that. for this instead of that. Because then I would have been a mathlete because there was like maths enrichment classes and I was supposed to go to Mm. and the teachers wanted me to go to and my mother wanted me to go to and my boarding house mistress wanted me to go to. Everyone said I should go to. And I went to like once and never showed up again because it was so socially... I, it's it was such a daggy thing to do. Yeah, well, I that's... still every time I see this movie, I feel bad about it. I'm like, but oh, you are much I'm better, such an at, idiot. You are much better at knowing what. This knowing my what problem, you should do though. to fit in. Like, but that's the thing I, is that if, I was. If I had cared less about, and I should have, because it was never that popular anyway. Like, I should have cared less about it, and I should have gone along to that and to chess club, which I was also interested in, but refused to do because it was too dorky. And I just, I'm just like an idiot. But then you know, whatever, but I didn't adapt to anything, and I was just you know bullied for like. Only here, though, really. When I went to um, Japan, my school in Japan, it was fine. Mm. But it was two. It was the two years of high school that I spent here that were like the worst. the The worst circle of hell. Mm. Like they would pick on me about something that a I never did, and b didn't make any sense to me. I didn't understand what they were teasing me about for two years. Yeah. I never understood what it was that they were teasing me about. I would eat my lunch in the library by myself until the second year when I finally decided to try and sit with somebody. I, like it was mm. just, you know, the worst kind of yeah. like that's I mean, I think every girl will connect with mean girls in some way, but it does remind me of something else as well. Yeah. I was watching one of those I was watching something really terrible on TV that was hosted by Chrissy Swan, I think. And um, it was all about talking points and, you know, just really gross. But um, because I flicked onto it from something else and they were talking about who's ever been bullied. And everybody in the audience puts their hand up. Who's ever been a bully? Nobody puts their hand up. And you're like, yes, you have. Yeah. I know that I have. Right. And And I wasn't a bully, but I did some bullying behavior and naming people as a bully is, I think, a bad thing. I don't like that whole idea because... The Yeah, that's the whole thing is that, like, that's the whole point of this movie is that you are not innocent of doing the wrong thing just because something wrong has been done to you. Mm. Even though something has been done to you that's wrong, you are not then wiped clean of all of the things that you do wrong. Right, and the right way to respond to that person is not to do wrong things to them. Yes, and that's the thing is that that's the way that bullying works and bullying is that whole mentality of, yes, I've been bullied Therefore, I've never done it. I've never done the wrong thing. Anyway, that's how I, I just thought. Uh, I think people have a victim mentality. Yes. And this movie will snap you out of it. Which is that's good. right. And it also has that cute little lesson about not calling each other bitches and whores. Because that's... Or, and the whole thing where you... It just makes it okay for men to call you bitches and whores. Right. It's that whole thing about using negative language, perpetuating negative language. So you don't, don't use bitches and whores. But also... You, uh, there's that thing where Regina's always telling people to shut up, mm. shut up. Like it's, and um, when every time Katie does it, everyone's like, "Why are you telling me to shut up? What did I do?" Yeah, I just think it's interesting that one of the, uh, one of the quotes that came out of it is "Boo, you whore." I know. 
when that's the case. But yeah, no, and there's... then yeah, and people have got themselves in trouble on Twitter for using that one because there's no tone in text, you morons. Yes, that's true. I mean, I've gotten myself into trouble occasionally with there being no tone in text because I can be somewhat sarcastic if you hadn't noticed mm. and so sarcasm doesn't show up that's why I like all those have you seen the punctuation marks yeah, the yeah. tone in text I love those they're great mm, like did. when you need to be brief but you're not mad yeah and the Morgan Freeman one what's the Morgan Freeman one everything read the whole sentence in Morgan Freeman's voice oh okay and it's just a shot of Morgan Freeman's face it's entertaining anyway Mm-hmm. And the one that was like the hands that's like if you're quoting somebody mm. and they were like this, even <laughs> though it's not an exact quote. Anyway, talking about Mean Girls. We're pretty much done anyway. I mean, we probably got bits we need to cut out. I kind of like the fact that... To avoid defamation suits, but we're good. <laughs> I kind of like the fact that men are completely incidental to this mm. movie. Like they're around, but they're kind of used as tools that the women manipulate. <laughs> Apart from the the um, headmaster, everybody else is just sort of. Well, actually, I think Kevin's a bit interesting because he's this wonderful, oh, Kevin G. wonderful uh, example of misogyny in both nerd culture and hip hop culture. Mm. So he he's used quite effectively there to as like this as um. Yeah, but I, then Jazz hooks up with him at the end. Progressive is the word that's on my, my tongue, but it's not the one I'm looking for. But, yeah, the whole, like, misogyny. Dude bros. Yeah, dude bro kind of thing. But it's also um, but he's misogyny a, among nerds. Yeah. He's like, we pick the girl and all that kind of If we get extra money we if we have a girl, girl on the team. Yeah. Yeah, that – well, we get extra money if we have a girl on the team is not a bad thing because – It's not a bad thing. It's his attitude towards yes. it. That, yeah, but the thing is that he's um yeah he's he's pretty gross in general. But the mm. we pick the girl too is is a response to them picking the girl in the first place. Mm. Yeah, uh, the other team picking the girl in the first place because they don't think she'll be any good at it. Right, exactly. So it's it's all about yeah misogyny and male domination in like even really nerdy non cool parts of life. Well, we we know about sexism in nerd culture. I've been reading all about sexism in comics today, actually, because there's mm. been a whole blow up this week about one Wonder Girl's boobs. Wonder oh. Girl, I think, in uh, um, a recent cover where she's a teenager. It's in Teen Titans, and oh. it basically looks like she has implants on the cover. I haven't seen that. Um, and a wrote, writer wrote about it, and mm. inevitably got a whole bunch of rape threats and death threats and and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Because that's what you do in response to somebody telling you that that somebody drew a teenage girl with boobs that aren't realistic, right? You threaten to rape her. That's just normal. Anyway, yeah. any of those people are not going to be listening to this. So mm. he he's an interesting character. And Mean Girls doesn't have a whole lot of ethnic diversity in it either. No. We've got a whole bunch of white kids. But anyway, it is a great feminist movie. That is In a lot true. of ways. And I do like that whole, like, at least the fact that the other kids in the school aren't made up of the same – there aren't all white people and they aren't all, like, pretty extras and all that sort of idea. Or all thin or all able-bodied and all that sort of stuff. Yes. Yeah. No, that, That's that what I meant. Is they're not just picking, like, the regular high school extras that you see in every other movie. Mm-hmm. They really put thought into at least the background characters. And to be fair, none of those characters are going to be the popular girl. Mm. That's just not going to happen. That's no. not the way that – that and, high school is set up, unfortunately. And you don't see a lot of the other high school cliches, like you never see a cheerleader or a football team member or anything like that. The only sporting bit is at the end when uh, Regina takes up lacrosse. No. 
There's the sports, the jocks are a whole thing. Oh, the jocks, there's a jock table in yeah. there. And they come up and they're horrible too. Katie, would you like your muffin buttered? Aaron That's Samuel right. does swimming because Aaron Samuels does swimming because there's the sign on the door that says swimming practice no, today will right. be held in, in the, right. what is it called, above the auditorium. And he's like, what? And then he goes anyway because he's so dumb. He's... <laughs> anyway, uh... he's just, he's so dumb. So he's clearly a jock as well. Yeah, he is. He just, it's just not done in that cliched way that it normally No, is. and there's that there's cute thing where she comes into the, into the first, her first class and Katie and Damien are like, that's where her boyfriend sits and her boyfriend comes in and he looks like a an actual high school year nine kid yeah like he looks tiny yeah. and you know a little <laughs> this little thing because i've got kids i've got students who look 12 oh and the they're boys, in college the boys are tiny aren't they i because i went to an all-girls school i missed out on what t- norm, normal teenage boy growth looks like and so when i got out of school every time i see like the boys who serve you behind the counter at McDonald's and they're clearly 14 and nine months or older because that's how old you have to be to have a job in Australia. But they look maybe 11. Yeah, I know. I'm like, how are you so tiny? They all but boys grow at different rates. Right. But also and some they- of them are like year nines and they're taller than you and they have facial hair. How can you be in the same year as you? That's just so odd. But yeah, I like that they were actual, actual teenagers. teenagers in this. And even like um, Lacey's boyfriend What's her character? Gretchen Wiener's boyfriend is yeah. is kind of smaller than she is and yeah. stuff like that. Like it looks like they had actual teenagers in this movie yeah. rather than movie teenagers. Exactly. Even though um, Rachel McAdams was like twenty eight when she was in this, I was get, I was did wonder about that. She's about twenty eight, and Lindsay Lohan is like seventeen. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan is genuinely actual a teenager. teenager. Lacey Chabert isn't. No. There's a couple of other th- people that I think are teenagers. Yeah, and t- there's kids t- like Damien as well. Rachel Damien's McAdams really, really big. Was like, 25, 26 when she was in this Wow, Yeah, Damien is a big kid. But he he's not like unteenage like. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like there's there's now a whole lot of different builds. How old they all are. Because <laughs> Lizzie Kaplan would have been pretty young. Lacey Shebert is the same age as me, so she would have been twenty two when she did this. I can't believe this movie came out when I was twenty two. Yep. I feel like it came, when out, it came when out when I was when a teenager. I was twenty two. I've just turned thirty two. Right. So, so it came, came out when, when you I was were twenty, 20. But still. Yeah. I, it feels like it came out when I was a teenager. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan's my age too. But I feel like, you know, any – yeah, that's what it, I said. She'd be pretty young. Um, but um, Damien's the same age as um, – the guy who plays Damien is the same age as uh, Rachel McAdams. So, like, 25 Yeah, at the time. Yeah. Yeah, but he looks like teenagers that I know. Right. He Yeah. He, yes. Like, I know kids who look like that as well. He, I, and who are I, very similar to him, actually. I know a couple yeah. of kids who are very similar every to him. Every time Damien. I see him, I think I've been, I was friends with him. Yeah. I forget that I wasn't, he's not, he's in a movie, that I wasn't actually friends with him some, at some point in my yeah. 20s. <laughs> he seems like somebody we would know. Yeah, there's a lot of. The highest compliment you can get. <laughs> he seems like somebody we'd know. I love Damien. Yeah. I think he might be my favorite. Of course him and is. Karen. Karen, I love. Yeah, Karen's my I favorite. Just, there's a 60% chance it's already raining. <laughs> the rain is coming down on her. When she puts a little K on her chest and she puts all the effort into it and she turns around, she's so proud and it's backwards. <laughs> oh, she's so adorable. I love her. She's the best. I just, I think she's so fun. Amanda Seyfried sells it so well. She's she is so funny. She really that, is. Like, I think most of the moments that made me laugh really hard this time around were hers mm-hmm. and um, Tina Fey's. I actually was much less enamored of Lindsay Lohan this time around. Mm. And I don't know whether it's just that what she's like now has affected what I thought of her then, but I, I, I think that think she's she... also not quite as talented as I thought she was. She's really good in this. Like she's got she she's 
got the right face for it, but it might just be that she was 17. And yes. so that's why she was right for it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like, I mean, she was good, but I think she was outacted by a lot of the people in it. And not just because she's playing the straight man, because she gets a lot of really funny lines, mm. but she doesn't hit them quite as hard as some of the other people who are in it, I think. Um, are you giving Mean Girls a mark? Oh, do I have to? I can't decide. I was. I don't think I'm going to give it five, though. I'm going to give it five. I'm going to give it four and a half. I don't like. I, I'm. I'm now like. I'm only going to give movies four and a half stars if they. I did this with Cap as well. I'm like. I'm sick of it because I never give movies five stars. Yeah. Even you know though what? Mean Girls is incredibly culturally it, relevant. Yeah. I know. I'm going to give it five stars for that reason. It's yeah. just important. It's too important not to. I'm going to give it five. Good. Right. <laughs> I don't have to think about it. Yay, five stars from me, five stars from you for Mean Girls. Excellent. Oh, okay, let's wrap it up. I think we got a little too chatty and less reviewy. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, this happened to me in high school and it, it was so bad, you guys. can't even believe it. Uh, I couldn't say it was so bad. No. But that's we we did start going down the in high school I did this yes. route. Well, that's because that's what Mean Girls is. It does that. You it's a to... reflection of everybody in high school. Like everybody sees themselves in Mean Girls. Yeah, and you, and it makes even you... people who didn't go to American high school, you guys. <laughs> even people who were homeschooled, you guys. I wasn't homeschooled. No, I... neither of us was homeschooled. Jelly was, but he ah. wasn't watching it with us. Well, I'm sure I, he's actually, seen I'd it. be interested to see if he feels that he was reflected in that movie. It would be interesting. We will ask him and put it on Tumblr if he gives us an answer. I'm sure if you're even if you're homeschooled, you probably had to deal with stupid teenage politics. It's not like you don't have friends when you're homeschooled, but it's not just stupid teenage politics. It's about you being stupid as well, like mm-hmm. you know, and and um, how you feel as a teenager and how you just feel like everybody's against you all the time and nothing works and you can't fit in and you can't figure anything out because <laughs> you know that all gets better when you're an adult. Yeah, no, adults totally know what's going on and everything's <laughs> figured out, and we are always completely in control of our emotions and hormones. I get so confused whenever I enter a new workplace. I'm like, workplace relations? Workplace relations? Yeah, what? like politics in the oh, workplace. Oh, workplace politics. Oh, no, that's that never gets any easier. But if you can understand high school politics, you can understand any other politics, really. Mm. All right, I'll wrap it up. Um, thanks very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you want to read our show notes or find old episodes, you can do that on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's blog, of movie review awesomeness it's silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com you can find us on twitter at screen underscore queens or on facebook just search silver screen queens or you can find us tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on tumblr thanks for listening bye bye